did you ever wonder who the person behind some of the animations or special effects in certain movies are? Perhaps you've been exposed to the name, but if you haven't, Phil Tidbit is, or Tippet, not sure how you pronounce it correctly, it might be Tippet, is one of the most renowned special effects, stop motion specifically, um, artists in film history. Now, I don't say that likely in any way, shape, or form. I mean that, truthfully. When you're talking about stop motion and you think about some of the bigger movies, this is the guy that's been involved in them. He's the guy behind almost all the animation and stop motion stuff that you see in Star Wars, all the three original Star Wars films, Jurassic Park, RoboCop. Like, this is the guy they went to for a lot of films. He even did smaller things like Willow, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Howard the Duck, Coneheads, Starship Troopers. This guy has been behind some of the better films with the best special effects that you could see out there. One of the biggest ones probably being Jurassic Park, which I think he garnered a couple awards for, uh, if I'm not mistaken. I think he got like an Academy Award for it, um, for the, like the best visual effects artistry in a film. So he's not a name that you mess with. But he's also an artist, and he has, you know, the passion for what he does, and he does great with all the films that he has, you know, hands-on with. He's very well known, and there's a lot, a huge community of people who follow him for that reason. Like I said, he's been involved in, like, the three original Star Wars films, which date back to the late 70s, and those films kind of got him rolling into everything and as a couple of years progressed he started doing his own project which would be this film from 2021 mad god now mad god is a film that's 30 years in the making stop motion is not an easy task and it's not for everybody and very few people have the talent for it you've probably seen a lot of people on like tiktok or instagram that do it with action figures and I guarantee you that takes them a couple of days at minimum. I would say weeks, depending on how long the clip is. But that takes at least days to kind of complete, to make 30 seconds or 60 seconds worth of the videos you see. So when you think about it, it took them 30 years to do this, while it also just being a passion project. Like, Phil Tidbit didn't do this as, you know... a something he was going to get, you know, recognized for. He is the director, writer, producer. He is everything for this film. And there was nothing really backing him up. He sort of just kind of released this on his own. He, at some point, started a GoFundMe to get it done. And while he was doing all of that, he was also still doing films. He was still getting paid to do films throughout the time frame because that was his essential job. And this was his side hustle, in a way. It was something he was doing outside of his normal work and again you're talking of, about a dude who's been involved in films since the 70s and he's gone all the way up to as recently as the, the most recent jurassic park films what was his last stop motion thing i want to say probably um recent years i know he had stuff to do with twilight but i don't think a lot of that was stop motion it had to have been the 90s maybe because maybe, like, stop motion isn't that big of a deal these days, even though I still love it and I love it when it pops up in films. So when I saw this idea of Mad God, I looked into it a bit. 
I started getting really excited about it, and I started realizing who it was by. And when you look it up, he's literally everything. He's he designed the characters, he wrote the story, he did all the editing and the cinematography. This was something that he wanted to do outside of anything else, and he didn't care who was going to sort of help him with it. It um, cost him a lot. You know, when you're talking about a person who's doing it by himself, it cost him about 150 grand. However. It did go into theaters for a short period of time, and it made, I think, triple that money back, I believe, or at least double that money back. So that's a good thing for him, you know, and it's good to see that this got him the recognition for being this 30-year-long passion project. And truthfully, when I watched it and I sat through it, I was mesmerized by how good it was, how flawless the animation is. And it is also a mixture of some live action in a way. There's like one actor. I mean, I'll be honest. If I, if I was to look at this as a person who didn't care about stop motion and I was just trying to watch a film, I don't get the story. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I really was not looking for this to be this tremendous film that's going to break barriers or shock me to the core because of its awesome story i i don't 100 percent get the story and i haven't really gone deeper into it because i do just appreciate it for what it is and that's where my love for it comes because when you're talking about an almost 90 minute film of nothing but stop motion remember i said it took a couple of days for somebody at least minimum let's say a week Let's say it takes a week for somebody to do a 60-second stop-motion fight scene between, you know, Stone Cold and Captain America. Because I've seen that clip. Captain America getting stunned by Stone Cold Steve Austin and they're both super bendable figures. I've seen that on TikTok before. So let's say that person takes a week to do all of that. All of the stop-motion, all of the editing to get it where it's a perfect 60-second loop. That's them doing that full-time. He did this on the weekends. You know what I'm saying? He, he got volunteers to come in and help him that weren't at that good at it. They just loved what his idea was. And they tried to help him. So on the weekends, he was trying to do that. So if you take that idea, if it takes seven days and you're not doing it in a row, it takes a month to do 60 seconds. Minimum a month to do 60 seconds. And who knows if he did it every month. Who knows if he was able to do it every weekend. He legitimately started this in around 1990, whatever year RoboCop 2 came out. That's when he started it. And he didn't have a lot of backing. He was doing it really on his own. So I guarantee you those first 10 years was very much a hogwash. Like, he did his best, and it didn't really get that far until, like, 2000s rolled over. The internet became a big thing, and he was able to, like, do a GoFundMe and get some backing from some people and really be able to push out what the fans sort of wanted when they kind of became aware of what he was doing and they wanted to be a part of it. So once he got that rolling, he was able to do a little bit more with it. But let's say the film is 90 minutes long. I think it's less than that. I think it's like a, I think it's like an hour and like 20 minutes. So what is, what is that? An hour and 20 minutes? That's 80. So let's say it's 80 minutes long. You got an 80 minute long film. He's been able to do 10 minutes in 10 years maybe he's been able to do let's say let's say he's done 20 minutes in 10 years just on his own and now he's got backing and he's probably got more access to funds and resources he's still doing movies so he's only doing this on the weekends and who knows if he's able to do it every weekend he was literally doing this on as much free time as he probably could find himself to do it with so he's doing maybe maybe 
a minute a month or a minute every two months of consistent because you also got to think if it doesn't work you got to go back and do it again and stop motion is a crazy long and like tremendously difficult process that I can't even fully comprehend so my time might be off they might be able to do three minutes in like a day but to me the way that I've seen like behind the scenes footage of a lot of these things like uh nightmare before christmas had a really good little behind the scenes look at how they were doing the stop motion on that and how they had like 40 different little uh models of jack's head seeing them do all of that and needing to switch all that stuff out it's a difficult process and this guy did this whole thing on the side and it's such a visually fantastic film i loved watching this film from start to front the horror kind of just comes from the creatures he created and the atmosphere it sets. It's practically silent. There's really not a script, which again is why you don't really get a story from it in a way, at least to me. But a lot of the visuals is where the horror kind of comes in. But it gets also depleted in a way simply because it is stop motion. So there's a certain unrealistic value to it when you realize that it's just clay or it's just puppets. It's toys. It's not real. So it doesn't really affect you as much, but it is still considered a horror film. And if you really like stop motion, this whole film is stop motion front to back. And it's the best stop motion you're going to find out there right now in, in this day and age. You don't really see a lot of it. And the fact that he was able to release this now and it for, to get the, the critical responses it's gotten. It's gotten. I said this in a couple of previous posts before. And I will continue to say it, if you use Rotten Tomatoes as a base, if you use any sort of uh, review aggregator to base your decisions off of or to see how they do critically or audience-wise, this film is above 90%. I think it's like 92%. Not many films get above a 90%. So fuck the story. Watch it because it's great visually. And if you're able to sit through like some bullshit like Avatar and say the story doesn't matter, it's the visual effects, you can do that with Mad God.